podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. We are back with another match preview. They are coming thick and fast at the business end of the league. This time we're going to be taking a look towards Monday night's home fixture against Leicester City. I'm Scott, I'm your host for this one, and this week I am joined by Ian and Joe. Joe, you're in Newcastle, mate. Mm -hmm. You went to the match last night. Yes. Have you come down from cloud nine or are you still surfing (sighs) that cloud? Mate, I'm bloody knackered. (laughs) (laughs) It was one hell of a night, man. Yeah. Uh, I was in the strawberry corner and the whole night was just impeccable. The first half, we made it look like a training exercise against Brighton. It was true. I know we've been very, very good with our pressing across the season, but I've never seen it like it was last night. We were relentless. And, you know, it got to about, I would say, maybe 65 minutes before we even started a tyre. That's when we kind of let Brighton back into the game. Obviously, wasn't held by Willick getting an injury, but you know these things do happen. However, we're now in a fantastic position yeah. to hopefully just get that one little step over the line, and we're that close. Yeah, so three points is all we need, Ian. Uh, you and I were watching uh, from the comforts of our own homes. We weren't we weren't together, but we were watching from our own homes. Um, are you still buzzing? Because I'm still buzzing. I'm, I'm well. I'm not good, like like Joe is, but I'm, I'm buzzing off. I'm being not good. It's weird. Um, I, I can't quite process this all yet. But how are you anyway, mate? Yeah, good. Um, similar to, to Joe, I uh, just spent maybe watched the Newcastle match. Then to a complete side note, turned onto the the Chef Web game. Um, and usually I'll like go through YouTube, look at the, the interviews and stuff like that, and the reaction on on Twitter and uh, stuff like that. I didn't do that until after the Sheffield game. So it was a late night for me as well. But then again today, in the the, the quietness um, of of my day, just put the the highlights on. So I've watched the extended uh, highlights about three times. I've watched the match cam, watched Sky Sports's, um, because you just want to drink it in. Um, like yeah. like Joe said, it was such a, a good performance, and particularly coming off not, I wouldn't say terrible performances, but the the results have yeah. been slightly disappointing. Um, and I just thought yesterday as well, um, it was a little bit of a, a different kind of performance. It it seemed very, very regimented, whereas usually we're very gung-ho, like swashbuckling, like 100 mile an hour. But I thought yesterday it was, it was almost like a chess match at times mm. um, in terms of when to press and how to press. And like Joe said, we're, we're just... Carried out the, the game plan to absolute perfection. Um, I mean, not going to lie, my nerves were very, very frayed after they got back in it, um, but I should never really doubt anyhow in Newcastle United. Not anymore. Not anymore. We've, we've turned that corner of doubt. Um, we did do a, a match reaction, a live match reaction last night, Chris and I. Um, we just needed to get that out because I think people just need to process and digest as soon as possible. And uh yeah, we did that. So once you've finished watching this video, if you want to see that reaction, it is available on the channel. Uh, so go ahead and find that on the feed. 
But we'll get started, like I said. Uh, we're taking now. All eyes are towards Monday night under the lights, St. James's Park against Leicester City. But before we get into that, boys, as always, and for my last time this season, oh, because I will no, not be here for no. the next the next match preview because I'm on my holly bobs. Well, actually, I'm not when the match is on, but the week I will be, uh, the, to the Chelsea match it is. But, like I've said, the Gallagher Shots match preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are your go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle players, legends and retro kits. Their website, as always, is magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. At least I hope that's their website, and I hope they haven't changed it, because I've never checked, but they haven't told us any differently. You've just so recited we'll that in your as... sleep now, don't you? Do you know what it is? I still have to read it out every week. <laughs> <laughs> but like I've mentioned, Leicester City, Monday night, another home fixture, 8pm kickoff live on Sky. Joe, Leicester aren't doing very well this season. They're currently sitting in 19th in the Premier League on 30 points. That is an accumulation of eight wins, six draws, and 22 defeats. But they do have the best goal difference down there. It's still pretty bad. It's minus 18. But given all of that, and given how I think we've already beat them twice this season, I want to say three times. <coughs> twice. Um, with the cup. twice. It was only Quart- a single leg, wasn't it? Yes, it was, yeah. Um, what are your confidence levels going into this one? I think it's. I think their goal difference is only minus 18 because they haven't played us yet. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Listen, I'm probably going to get a bit cocky here, but listen, I, I honestly think that this is probably on paper the easiest fixture that we could have going into the uh, penultimate game of the season. Mm-hmm. Leeds down there fighting, you know, they, they've taken uh, two points from us. Southampton, <clears throat> I mean, they give it a good go, especially first half when they came to us. And <clears throat> I mean, yeah, even Everton for the first half put up a good fight. But I've been looking at some of Leicester's performances recently and they re- are really looking like a team without a plan, without a structure. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at their back four here, right? And I'm not joking. Wilson is going to have an absolute field day with them. Their centre-backs, Valfasi, the, the Poundland Colaccini, can't mark anyone. It's He see, all seems out of position. And I just think that Wilson is so good at popping into those little spaces that he could really have some uh, some luck against them. Now, obviously, the the big issue that we have is that we've got about a million and one uh, injuries in midfield right now, and we yeah. could have to rely on you know youngsters such as Anderson to come in. And don't get me wrong, he's done well when he's when he has come in, and I do expect that if he does, he'll do a, he'll do a pretty decent job. Uh, I think really, I just got to hope that Joe Linton's not isn't too bad. Because at least we'd have him and Bruno, you know. So um, it's yeah. confident, it, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. It can't, it can't, it can't not be. It can't not be really. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, Ian, isn't it? With Leicester, the what I've seen of them recently, it looks like they've already accepted their fate. And I know that's horrible to yeah. say, but they're just not putting in the performance. And they've got the players. They've got some really good players on that that side. Mm-hmm. I think they've had a fair few injuries, though. Um, and I don't think that's really helping them. We'll come to the injuries in just a bit, but um, obviously, given how we did against Leeds, is there any doubt in your mind at all that we could maybe, you know, this could be a banana skin? We could maybe slip up at the last hurdle, or do you think it's going to be plain sailing? It's a there's a couple of factors that I think we need to, to take into consideration. Yes, we're on cloud nine, um, and as fans, I think we've got every right to be. And I think partly Eddie Howe, as much as he's 
as, as cool and calm and collected. I think even he's probably got it in mind. Like one more, like I say, one more win, depending on obviously results tomorrow, um, which yes. we might touch on. One more win will, will guarantee with Champions League football, which is absolutely like absurd considering. Um, that being said, obviously, I was very confident going into the Leeds game and, and we didn't get the three points there. But like you said, it, I watched the, the Leicester game against Liverpool and for, for the first, I'd say, 15, 20 minutes, I thought Leicester looked to give it a go. Mm-hmm. But as soon as... As soon as sort of they ran out of ideas, or I think I might, I can't remember what minute the, the Liverpool first goal came in, but it just knocked the stuff out of them and was just they lost all belief. And like you said, they've got really, really good players, the likes of Tielemans, um, Madison, Harvey Barnes, who I really, really like. Um, they're just, they've got good players, but they don't look like a team and they just they look completely shot of confidence. Um, so I think. I think given everything, and obviously this is our last home game of the season, so the crowd is going to be massively up for it. They know what's on the line as well, uh, which is win it in its Champions League. So um, I think that will play into it. And I think if you get the first goal, I think the the likelihood is the floodgates will open. Yeah, um, obviously Leicester have had a manager change and I don't think it's done anything for them. I don't even think they've had that new manager bounce, Joe. Um there are some injuries, like we mentioned before. So I'll rattle through the list. Obviously, Justin is out. I think he's been off for a little while. But they've got Sayonuchu, Ian Acho, Dewsbury Hall, Vestergaard, Bertrand, and Ward. I think Sayonuchu and Ian Acho, that's hard to say together. But there you go. Um, <laughs> I think both of those are 50-50, and it's like a late mm. fitness test. But... I'm looking at Sayonuchu there as a big gap in their defence. He, you know, he's not he's not a world beater, but he's he's solid. Like he's he's a good, you know, if he was one of our defenders, he'd be a good backup to have, you know, to maybe bring on if needs be. Um, obviously, we know about James Madison, we know about um, Tielemans, and uh, we know about um, Harvey Barnes. Are there any other players on that Leicester side that you know you look at and you think they could cause a bit of trouble? I mean, yeah, I think you pretty much just listed them off. All the ones that really stand out for me. They, they like take. I mean, they've got some really good um, players that can take long shots, like good long shots. Like you just said, Harvey Barnes and Madison. There, they are. They've got some quite accurate um, shots on them. And mm-hmm. if we don't get the press quite right from outside our box, you know, give them a little bit of space, it could actually be a bit of a problem. Set pieces as well. I mean, like you said, Madison. We know what he's like at set pieces. Yeah. Um, Harvey Barnes can whip a good cross in and it, it can only take something like that to really dislodge us. So I would say that likely it's probably going to be one of those players. I mean, Tielemans is someone we've been linked to you know, quite a lot in, in the last few, couple of years. And it's a player that I would take uh, in a heartbeat, I think. he's. I'm pretty sure he's out of contract. Uh, at the end of the season, yeah, he is potentially. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. so it's someone we could, yeah, so it's someone we could look at, especially you know if they get relegated. Um, yeah, going on to the injuries, Danny Ward has been great for them. People thought when um, Smiker left that that would be a major issue, but he actually, I think he had a bit of a shaky start, but then he stepped up to the plate and he's actually got them quite a few clean sheets early on. But with them having a dislocated finger, I think it is obviously he's not going to be making the return, and their backup keeper. He has pulled up some good saves. I was watching the highlights of some of their recent games, and especially against Fulham, 
and Liverpool, he did you know, he did pull some good saves. But hey, listen, I think if we keep pressing them, I'm not. I think it's gonna be like the Brighton game where we won't even give them much of a sniff. But we just got we have to be careful because listen, Jamie Vardy. We know his pace. He's mm. I know he's getting on, but he's still got pace. And if we press up yeah. high, leave a lot of space at the back, all it takes is one good through ball and um, you know, it, it could leave us in danger. Well, you've seen that just just to jump in there, you've seen that with Vardy in the cup game. Um granted yeah. he didn't score on another day. He had I think he had yeah. two or three opportunities where he could have a Jamie Jamie Vardy would would have finished them. Yeah. But like you say, if uh, I think that's the one thing that it doesn't scare us, but it's just something that you need to bear in mind. You've seen how easy Brighton passed through for us for their goal yesterday. All mm. it takes is a... And they've got players that can sort of put those balls in, uh, like yeah. you say, like Tielemans, like uh, like Madison. And we aren't very quick at the back. And yeah, well, That's it's, it, yeah. Mm. It's just something that you just need to be cautious of. Because um, you say, I don't know, say you like 2-0 up and you give them a, a sniff of that. Similar to, to the Brighton situation yesterday, like I say, they, they could get a resurgence from that. So I think, to be honest, I think because of what's riding on the game um, and just how professional and, and sort of focused Eddie Howe is, I, I can't see him letting the players' uh, mentality drop and, and sort of focus. I, I, I cannot see it. No, but uh, you're right though. There were I, I remember there were at least two or three occasions where Brighton uh, made like a really good run between our centre backs and no one picked him up. But then yeah. we were just fortunate that whoever was on the ball at the time didn't quite see the pass or see mm. the run. And I feel like with Leicester, they're so conditioned to getting those through balls to Jamie Vardy that you know that those players might actually pick up on those uh, more you know better than than what Brighton did. Um, so yeah, you're right. We've just got to make sure that we don't leave too much space between the centre backs. It's interesting this season with Jamie Vardy because obviously I don't think he's scored many, or maybe he's only single a single goal this season. But he has got four assists to his name, so he seems like he's more getting into those positions. And maybe he's, you know, because he probably doesn't have the legs that he once had. He's mm-hmm. probably getting there a bit later where he can't take that finish, but he's got players backing him up and coming into the box where he can, you know, maybe square or, or you know, knock it down. Um, obviously, James Madison is probably their catalyst. Nine assists and 10 goals. Uh, I think Harvey Barnes is on 12 goals as well. Um, another name that doesn't really get mentioned with uh, with Leicester is Daka. I think is it their new? I think is it the same in the summer or was it the summer before? I think um, possibly. I remember he played in Europe for them, so I would have said maybe somehow the summer before, maybe it's the summer before. But he's on four goals and four assists, so you know, kind of getting up there. And then Ian Acho, who we've said is, is injured, you know, probably won't feature, but he's on five goals and four assists. So they've got plenty of options when it comes to both scoring and and setting them up. Um, and that's one of the things that you know, if you look at their style of play. Um, the kind of it, well, I don't want to say ticky tack a football job, but it's it's short passes, you know, make the opposition work. Um, you know, they're not they're not wanting to play a long ball and hoof it upfield. It's well played. Um, they do take a lot of shots from outside the box, which I think has been some times our downfall. We saw with the Odegaard goal, didn't close him down. He got a goal, um, and we've seen it, you know, throughout the season uh, where you know we're expecting a cross and a shot comes in. And, and it, you know, it goes in when you've got players like James Madison and Hobby Wants who can take those shots. Got to be careful. We've got to maybe look at closing those players down a bit better on Monday night. 
Yeah. Um, it's funny because Brighton last night, as we record, tried a similar thing. They were yeah. trying the short, they were trying to play it out from the back, short passes. And you know what? I do have to admire that to an extent. They could have done what Leeds did and just, you know, play a lot of long balls, second balls, route one, and try and disrupt the play. But they, they did try and play their game. But our pressing was so relentless that they just they were rattled and their passing accuracy and and all mm. the rest of suffered because of it. You only have to look at uh, Leicester's game against Fulham recently to see how a high press can dismantle them really quickly. Uh, if you watch the highlights of that, you saw the likes of Willian, etc., really pushing up just outside their box. And I'm pretty sure that's what got them maybe two of their five goals that they scored because yeah. they they had about two or three players around them. Again, very similar to how we press Brighton and how we press a lot of teams. So you have to think that's going to be the play. Um, as if they try and play their game, we've just got to do ours. And if we continue as we did uh, on Thursday, then you have to think it's going to be successful. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, we will turn over to Newcastle now and talk about talk about ourselves. Um, uh, you know, Joe's mentioned that Ian about the high press. Obviously, it's quite a short turnaround in uh, in number of days. Players are going to be tired. A lot of battle scores from Thursday night. You know quite a long injury list we'll come on to that in a minute but are we going to have the legs in us to maybe keep that intensity up like we saw against Brighton do you think it should be bread and butter that a footballer should be able to play two games in the space of what four or five days and, and be able to do perform as equal between them both or do you think there will be a bit of fatigue kicking in it's a bit, a bit of both I think given and I always say how much money they're on they should be able to play under gunfire but <laughs> Physiologically, I know they are elite humans, but there will be uh, an element of fatigue. You've seen that throughout the season, just how intense we play. And I, I, they always come back to it. I think Eddie Howe says intensity is our identity. Um, so there, there will be an element of fatigue. That's one thing to bear in mind is we've had four days to recover. Leicester have had, what, I think they've last played last Saturday, last Saturday. Sunday. So they they've they've had they'll they'll have nine days rest. They'll they'll have a lot of time to train, a lot of time to, to figure out how to try and play against us. So there is that slight thing that, that people need to consider. But I think again, just with the momentum from last night, it just feels like a massive, massive hurdle. Because I'll I'll be honest, I I didn't expect it to be Brighton. Um I thought well, maybe he's got a point. Um but I just think You've seen that full time. And after the fourth goal, the reactions of everyone, the, the coach yeah. and stuff, it just looks like it's, it's almost there. It's just one more push. That's all, all we've got to do. And like I said, and again, we might touch on this, it mightn't even be three points that we need. Obviously, you always want to go into a game wanting three points. Mm -hmm. But who, who knows, based on what happens with, with Liverpool and Villa tomorrow, that yeah. might not be the case. And similarly, with Leicester, they it could work for them based on the results over the weekend that they need to, to win. That could play into our hands. We could get in yeah. behind them. So again, it's football is a, a very strange sport. It can like situations can turn just like that. So I, I don't want to go into it. It just expecting to, to waltz it in three points. I think, I think it will be a bit cagey at times, but given the momentum that we've got, I like to say just that one final push, I think we'll we'll be all right to 
to just leave it everything out on the field and, and hopefully like say mm. qualify for the top four. Yeah, given given what Ian said about the, the Liverpool game and we all saw, you know, how Leicester pretty much self imploded once that first goal went in and, you know, kind of lost their, their ideas, uh, Joe. Is the first goal going to be the key component here uh, for Newcastle? You know, if we can, well, maybe if it's not even just an early goal, if we can just get a goal and throw them off that game, um, do you see the floodgates opening and it being, you know, another four or five past a, a weak side who, you know, could potentially run out of ideas when, when they concede? Yeah, I think the first goal is going to be really important for the crowd's sake more than anyone else. Yeah. It's going to be... I don't think it's going to start a nervy affair because I think everyone's going to go into it with a lot of confidence. But then as time goes on, I mean, obviously we're talking about this, assuming that Liverpool beat Villa and that we need the three points. Um, as the as the game will go on, it, the longer we go without being in a winning position, you have to think that you know nerves will start to kick in because no one wants to go to Stamford Bridge on the last day of the season needing a win. Yeah. So really, you want to get it done on Monday. Um, so yeah, you're right. So... so for early goal to calm the nerves and hey listen I think Leicester would snap your hand off for a point here I know that they really really need three but I think depending on other results if they can take a point to go into the last game of the season still within a, a chance of saving themselves from relegation they'll probably think that a, a point is is enough yeah but like you just said if we get that first goal that entire game plan for them goes down the drain and Hopefully the floodgates will open. They'll start releasing um, releasing space. It was it's. I mean, it's probably quite similar to how Liverpool dealt with them. You know, mm-hmm. actually, to be fair, I, you know, I, I don't think I don't think that I've probably given Leicester enough credit so far on this because on this video because I remember I, I was watched the game against Liverpool and they did actually start really well. To be fair, than the first yeah. ten minutes, they started you know, they started strong. They were pressing, um, but then. Liverpool got that first goal and it was pretty much over from there. Um, and it's down to their defence, really. That's the thing. Their, their attack is, is is strong in a lot of areas, but their defence is where they really get let down. So I just think that we're such a possession-based team, especially at home, that you have to think we'll probably get an early goal. Um, mm-hmm. We created enough chances on Thursday that it should have been more than two before half-time. Yeah. And you know, Brighton are a very good side. So you think against a, a lesser defence, those should go in. So I, I would expect that, yeah, we should obviously get an early goal. I mean, obviously you want to do that all the time, but, you know, get that early goal, calm the nerves and, uh, yeah, and don't let that game plan um, last for too long. Mm. Well, one thing we have had before this video, which is a novelty, it's only happened a couple of times this season, Ian, is an Eddie Howe press conference. Um Obviously, there's some injuries from the game on Thursday night. Um, I'm not going to rattle through the long-term injuries that we know about and the, and the players who are training with the under-21s, but I'll go through some of the new additions um, to that list. Um, Joe Linton's on the list. Kieran Trippier, we saw Joe Willett go off. Um, you, you know, you add to that Jacob Murphy and Sean Longstaff. Um, that middle of the park, it's looking like it's just going to be Bruno. Uh, that's obviously a big worry. Obviously, it won't just be Bruno, and I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing there quite a lot. But it is a it is a worry that the two companions that Bruno's had throughout most of the season, in Joe Linton and Joe Willock, have both. Well, Joe Willock's definitely not going to be uh, playing. I think you know that's given been how we went, and 
Joe Linton's going to be touch and go. Um, are we worried that these injuries could maybe be our downfall at the last hurdle? I, I still think it, <clears throat> it's a very, 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 very difficult one. And guess what? I'm glad I'm not heading out. Um, <laughs> I think, to be honest, as much as Joe Linton, there was a sort of. Um, just he was described as, as touch and go. I, yeah. I think he'll be fine. I think he will make it. Again, I think just the upturn of Joe Linton, he wants to play football. He doesn't want to hide away. And given, like I say, yeah. what's on the line in terms of Champions League football, he'll want to be a part of that team, that squad that gets Champions League football for the first time in, in 20 years. Um, it'll be interesting to see, however, if for some reason he, he doesn't make it, what will happen? Because let's face it, we've only got Anderson who could fit in at centre mid. We've played with three centre midfielders, would only have two. Bruno, we all know, has been sort of carrying uh, a little bit of a knock with his ankle. Although I thought yesterday it looked like he was back to his better version of himself. Um, so it will be interesting, but I, I, I think Joe Linton will be fine. I think he's, he's just a I was going to swear, but I'm not allowed. He's a tank, um, and I think I think momentum, just momentum, adrenaline will, will keep him through. Same with Bruno, and I think we'll have seen Elliot Anderson make a couple of cameo appearances. Um, I think he probably slot in. Whether that changes the dynamic of the midfield a little bit, yeah, who, who knows? And like I say, realistically, they've only got four, wait, three days now to. Like two really Saturday and Sunday because they're not. Mm. I don't, wouldn't imagine that they would go through anything serious on on Monday. But we've got a very short turnaround to to figure out the dynamic in in the middle of the park. Um, that being said, it completely depends on your wide options as well. If he wants to go four four two and put Isaac and Wilson up front, it, we do have options, but we are very very stretched stretched to the limit. Um, but I, I would. If Joe Linton's okay, I, I can see him sticking with a midfield three and, and putting Anderson in. Yeah, I think I think Joe. One thing we have to bear in mind is obviously Eddie Howe's played this style of football for most of the season, but it's not his only card up his sleeve. You know this this formation that he's playing, and he must have a plan B. He must have a look if if we get injuries or if, you know we're in games where we need to switch it up, we could maybe do a, a five at the back or go four four two or you know. Do a four three, one two or whatever you know whatever he wants to do. Like there's got to be there's got to be ways that he that he you know he's not just a one trick pony. He's not just going to have this one formation that he has to play. Eddie Howe will have multiple tactics up his sleeve, and you know I don't think he would have not have drilled this into the side. You're not just going to play with one style for the whole season. They'll be like, oh, oh, we're out of players. Right, we need to switch to the style. They're going to play with multiple formations. Um, is there a the, the question I've got for you, Joe? Is is there a, an argument at all to move Fabian Share up into a defensive midfield role and have Dan Byrne and Sven Botman as the two centre backs with target? Um, I think Shaw's done that for Switzerland a couple of times. Did he do that? I don't know how well he's done, but I think he has done it. Um, but if push comes to shove, is that a plan B? <laughs> Oh, oh, I, think, mate, mate, I was going to say, that's a plan Z, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I actually thought my eyes deceived me on Thursday, but when I looked back, I, it was true. Matty Target 
was playing centre mid in the last few minutes of that game. Yeah. And I was like, because I, I remember I was watching it live and I was like, who the hell's that? And I was like, is that Matty Target? And yeah, it turns out it was. Um, but I suppose that's one of those things where, you know, injuries and all that in the last few minutes. So give him a run out. Um, I, right. Maybe in terms of the sh- I was trying to get a Joel Linton out of Matty Target. <laughs> well, put, put well, what, what we need, I, well, exactly. We'll just stick every player in a left side LCM position and then just yeah. watch them flourish. Yeah. Uh, no, I in terms of the share thing, right? Uh, no, probably not. I don't think we're that bad. People are forgetting about Gordon and the fact that he can play in that yeah. centre mid position. His first game for us, or well, his first home game, uh, he was playing on the left side of midfield and sort of interlinking. Um, so he did quite well there, and that's you know it's definitely an option. Obviously, he's not quite the ready-made player that we want him to be, but you know, if needs must, I reckon that. Gordon could, you know, well, he may get a start. Obviously, it depends on the Joe Linton knock. I think Joe Linton will be fine. I agree with Ian. I think if we, if if it was worse, if it was to the point where he couldn't play on Monday, I think we'll probably know by now. I think we would have heard like something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so in that, so in that, if Joe Linton and Bruno are fine, then really you've only got that one spot to fill. Likely Ellie Anderson, I think. But then he'll probably share some time with, just a bit more time with Gordon. Um, I guess one thing that at least we're still blessed with is that we've got a lot of uh, players coming back for wing positions. Obviously, yeah. saying Maximin's getting more time now. Uh, Miggy's back. Um, Jolin can sort of play that in a change role if need be. So at least in that respect, we're okay. Although I do think that he'll probably stick with Isak and Wilson up front. Going a little bit off uh, off topic here. But I think in terms of the formation-wise, hopefully yeah. we only have that one centre-mid position to change. Willick out Anderson in. And like I say maybe then share those minutes with Gordon. It's going to be interesting to see, like, like you've said, um, from an attacking point of view, obviously Jacob Murphy is out, which is, you know, he's he's been a good good servant this season and he's, you know, come off the bench and done his thing and then he got his got his chance and he grasped it. It's a shame he got injured. Um, but Miggy last night was back to the Miggy of earlier the season. He had an outstanding performance. Unbelievable. Maxi coming on, snapping ankles and sending shin pads flying. Um which was good to see, and, and even you know Gordon got on the pitch. I didn't, he didn't, didn't do much, but I think it was too late in the game for him to really Dying minutes. Impact. Yeah, um, but we've got the players there, and obviously we've also got you know, like you've mentioned, Isak and Wilson. Who, yet again, Isak was you know, <laughs> even Jacob Murphy's calling him Mister Spaghetti Legs now. Uh, if you saw mm-hmm. in, the, in the match cam, um, sometimes like, Isak just emerges with the ball when he's got a crowd of player players around him and. I still don't know how he does it, um, but all good. Are we expecting, and I know, Joe, you've already said this, but Ian, are you expecting Isak and Wilson again? Do you think, Eddie Howe, he dares not drop Wilson because he's on. He's mm. going for his 20 goals, and I don't think Karen Wilson would be very happy if he got dropped, plus he's on form. Um, but do you think it's working with Isak on that left? I wouldn't. <clears throat> I think the, definitely the Arsenal game was, was far too difficult to... Yeah. to see if it worked. He's tried it against Leeds and I think Chris was saying in the, the reaction he didn't think it worked as much and I agree. Yesterday, again, I don't think it I don't think it didn't work but I don't think it's worked as well as when, say, Isaac comes off the bench and links up with Wilson or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- the, don't get us wrong, they did, uh, did very, very well. Pressed as a unit, defensively they did very well and I think Isaac did did very well in terms of releasing Wilson for the the fourth goal. 
So the, there was yesterday times when the, it looked like it worked very, very well. I'm, I think the jury's still out on that one for me. I don't think long-term that that going into next season, I don't think that will be the case. Um, but for me, again, it depends on, on the injuries in, in midfield. I think if it is just that one centre midfield position um, that needs covered, I do think it will be a straight swap. Will it go out, Anderson? And I think he will keep Isaac and uh, Wilson up top. But again, a short turnaround. You don't know how gassed they are. It, it could be that one of them is can only manage half an hour. Um, that is the benefit in, in sort of the forward positions out wide and up top. We do have options, but um, yeah. I would expect I would expect it to stay the same. Yeah, Isaac and, and Wilson. I would, and who knows? Again, this could be a game where because um, I watched the, the Fulham game and there was times when there was a lot of space in behind Leicester's back four. It, it could be another good game for, for Isaac to get get in behind the defence mm. and, and Wilson the same. Yeah, run out of players, absolutely. Uh, we'll move on to our predictions because um, they've went so well for us entirely this season. Um, <laughs> although I was I was right up until the very last couple of minutes yet again. Uh, <laughs> I'd predicted 2-1, and uh, it was 2-1 until uh, Callum Wilson and Bruno decided to have a, a late party at the end of the game on well, Thursday. But, Joe, mate, we'll come to you first. Um, what are your predictions for this one? Uh, I think we might get a rare clean sheet, you know, and I I think we're going to win 3 0. I, th- yeah, I think it's probably going to go very similar to the, um, how the Brighton game started. We'll, we'll start, come up the traps, uh, very well. Yeah. They may have a couple of early attacks, similar, I suppose, West Ham away, where they, you know, started quite dangerous, West Ham, um, and then basically we'll get the first goal and, and dominate from there. Um, it, it should it should be that way, given how we've played and our pressing and everything. So yeah, yeah. I reckon three now. Although I'm not being funny, it could be more. It could be four or five. Yeah, it really could. Yeah, Ian. I mean, goal difference probably isn't a that big of a concern anymore. We added obviously a, a few more last last night. Um, what's your predictions? Um, I was going to say Serena as well, but I, I like a little bit can. of a right. <laughs> no, like a little bit of a right. I think, given yes, I get that it's a four-day turnaround, which I've made the point of. Um, but it's the last home game of the season. You you win it, you Champions League football. Um, I do think there'll be times when it, it does get a bit nervy, but I think we'll, I think we will get a an earlierish goal. And I, I've seen Leicester. I mean, the, the ship I think was three against Liverpool. Um, and five against Fulham. Once once that goal goes in, it, it tends to be their heads go down. So mm. I'm going to go for an optimistic, not even an optimistic. I'm just going to go for a plain old four nil win. A plain old four standard nil. average four nil. <laughs> nice, a standard average four nil. I mean, it is for us. You know, it is. <laughs> I mean, well, it's baffling. Maybe 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 it's four one. Um, given the amount of clean sheets that we haven't been getting recently, True. we'll start the season. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Ian, I also believe uh, Joey has a prediction. Um, we've pre-recorded it because uh, he does get a little bit camera shy. So we'll play that now. Um, I think it's going to be 3 0, and um, Kieran Trippier, Wilson, and Isaac are going to score. Yeah, so Littlin went with, with Joe. He went for a 3 0 win. Um, a lot of 3 0 wins, really, um, that we've, we've all predicted. Um, he, he he likes to be very specific with with his predictions. Though. So he's went Kieran Trippier, yeah, 
I don't think he said it in that video, but he, he told us that he thinks Kieran Trippier will score a free kick, which I'm sure, I think it was Matty said, it was either last night or the day, that he hasn't scored a free kick since the Man City game, which is yeah. very surprising. No, he hasn't. Um, he's also backed Isaac to score and Callum Wilson to score as well. So I'm hoping nice. it comes off for him. Um, but he, he he's just buzzing to be on the on the podcast. So, okay, yeah. Nice. Love it. <laughs> Nice. Well, I'm going to go. I was going to go three 0 as well, but I, again, we'll, we'll change it a bit. Now we've now we've had two and three because Ian, you were going to say three 0 then you change it as well, and then it'll be four with me. I think Five. I'm going to go for the same as the the the, the cup game. Uh, I think it'll be a two 0 victory. Um, I do think it'll take us a little while to break them down, just with the fatigue of us and, and with them probably not wanting to. You know, concede too early. Uh, I still think it'll be first half. I think you know we'll 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 score first in the first half, and then second half. You know, it could be floodgates open, but I I think Leicester will want to try and shut up shop if anything to protect that minus eighteen uh, goal difference because that could come in handy for them last game of the season if it, if they're not already dead and buried. Um, you know, they they could want to keep keep that to a minimum at least to you know a minus twenty. So I think two nil. Um, but I also think. We're going to go into this game not needing a win, if I'm being honest with you. I think, I've said this for a while, I think mm. Villa will take points off Liverpool, especially now Brighton have dropped points. Villa now are playing for that fifth, uh, fourth, uh, sixth and, well, fifth and sixth spot, really. Um, they're going to go all out against Liverpool, I think, and, and they might sneak a, a draw. They might even get a win. Villa have been very, very good this season. So I think it could be pressure off or at least pressure eased a little bit, which might be a bit better for the crowd. We are also expecting a really uh, a new display from more flags. Uh, they've put on Twitter today that uh, there's a new surfer and they've put boxes they've of whatever coming with. through. They've teased with so much, and that's nice. I don't want it being spoiled. Um, you know what it is, though? It was. I hate surprises, so I just want to know. But I'm sure whatever... Uh, I want it... Uh, I don't know if any of them watch the videos, but I want to say a massive, massive thanks to, to War Flag. Literally, I remember, the, the, I think the first game that they ever did was possibly Huddersfield in the championship. And there was maybe about, I don't know, 50, 100 flags in the strawberry corner. To go from that to what they now put on yeah. is an absolute spectacle. Like, And you can see, without sounding arrogant, you can see other clubs now looking and going, oh, we want to create that. So, war flags, take your hat off because you've been absolutely immense. And absolutely. whatever you've got planned for Leicester, I'm sure will be fitting for... Uh, for a Champions League side, maybe they've got a, um, a flag like what Feyenoord had. Where it goes where, oh, when all around the, the entire stadium? Yeah, look like a big scarf. Um, yeah, maybe it's not. Uh, I just, don't know if our stadium is built Bruno like Bruno <laughs> all around. Yeah, just 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 loads of oars. Um, thanks, boys. Uh, it's been a good one. This will wrap this one up. Uh, we will see you, everybody else, in the match reaction to the Leicester game on Monday night. Well, I won't, but people will. Um, there will be people doing that. I don't know what's happening with Always Smiling Faces podcast because obviously it's on Monday night, same time as Leicester. I don't even think Chris knows what's happening with that yet. So stay tuned to uh, to the social media channels to find out what we're, what we're doing with that. Um, but if you like this video, scroll down from it, 
hit the little thumbs up. If you didn't like it, hit the thumbs down. It helps us get this video into the into the feeds of other Newcastle fans and probably some Leicester ones too. Uh, if you want to become a subscriber to the channel, you can hit the little subscribe button. And if you want to be notified when new videos go live, the notification bell is right next to that subscribe button. You hit that and you'll get a little pop-up on your device of choice whenever we have new content. If you want to go one step further, we do have a membership program that is $2.99 a month. That gets you early access to these pre-recorded videos, exclusive access to certain videos as well, and also gets you access to the Telegram group. Um, and if you listen on audio, a five-star rating is all that we ask for uh, on Spotify, Apple, or whatever you, your, your podcast consumption of choice is. Um, but before we go, Ian... Your clock throughout this entire season has said 10 to 4. Mm -hmm. I'll let you explain why you said it at 10 to 4. I mean, I didn't, set it, at I didn't set it at 10 to 4. It just ran out <laughs> at 10 to 4. Um, but I just feel like it's at 4 o'clock because we have been destined. It's, it's destiny that we will get top 4. I will, so that's I, will, I will do you one better than that. Oh, If you look at the exact time, that is eleven to four. Where did we finish it, last it, season? It, we finished. We finished eleventh. Oh, We're going from eleven. That is that is the top four. That is just it's been written on in the, the it's been literally written on the wall this entire season, and we didn't it even has. know it. And everyone made fun that I couldn't afford batteries. It wasn't. I was just We're still going to do that. Ian. I was just it's showing so you funny. destiny. Um, that, that clock is destiny. But it's top <laughs> four <laughs> is what we're oh, going top four. Okay, yeah. okay. Let, let us okay. have that. Let's have and that. also, right, I've, I've literally, I mean, we're really clutching at straws here, but I looked because it's got the Roman numerals, but then obviously it's got the minutes and it's at the Roman numerals of four, it's 20 and it's been 20 years since we've been in the Champions League. Oh, it's just the clock. It just... Hell's all. Sorry to end like this, guys. It's, it's fine. It's like, is it the, there's a Jim Carrey movie, the number 47 or something? Oh, um, number 23. Number 23. Good film. You like, you like Jim film. Carrey and, and that, you're going to end up with a uh, blue pen all over your face. But I think that's least, a different Jim Carrey movie. At least I'm not, at least I'm not Jim Carrey out of Dumb and Dumber with uh, the ball cut and the missing tooth. That is true. Not yet. We could, anyway. look, we could look like that on Monday night, though, if we win. Quite Who knows how it'll go. Yeah, who knows how it goes. Anyways, thanks everybody for watching. Uh, we will see you guys all in the next video. Uh, thanks, Ian. Thanks, Joe. We will see you in the next one. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Cheers, everyone. Podcast Network.